Hey, it is the build-up show. Liverpool, Brentford, Sunday. It's a two o'clock kickoff as well. Um, I am joined by Steve Plunkett. I'm joined by Ian Young for this one. Um, yeah, we've we've just come off the back of the final words from, from uh, <laughs> Arsenal, uh, which we came out as ever, n- not like dancing a jig and, and saying how oh, everything's Bullish. perfect. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, more like not just. Not ruined, not psychologically ruined, <laughs> like if we just sat and, and, and scrolled through social media all morning. We talked ourselves into a better place, mate, yeah. I think so. Yeah, And that's, totally. that's the role of the, that's the role of the final word show. It's mm. have a kip and then come back <laughs> and, and watch the highlights back and go, oh, Taki Benavino's missing. Then you don't have a kip and you come back <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, just plough straight through in Ian's, in Ian's sense, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and feel a bit better. So uh, if people are still feeling a bit down in the dumps after the game, Game last night, then head over to Redmen Plus uh, on the redmentv.com and watch the final wage. So you can stop this, come back to it um, anytime you want and put that game to bed. And then we can start to build up to Brentford because it's it's very much the, what Liverpool are going to have to do. It's all well and good dwelling on, on the past. We've got to figure out, there's a lot of things that Liverpool need to figure out. And that's a bit about how to how to score goals without the best player on the planet, yeah. and how to score goals without our other but one, other one of the best players on on the planet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hopefully, the uh, the Brentford game should be it should be a good game of football, which hopefully should suit what we're trying to do. It's a free hit for Brentford, isn't it? Yes. That you look at the calendar. So Brentford basically spent two years trying to get in the Premier League, near missed, then they got there. These, this is one of the biggest games in their football history. They, mm-hmm. they, they've strived to get to the Premier League and they've got there. And then you look at the calendar and think home against Liverpool, home against United, all those things. And a trip to Anfield, you know, it's well documented what Anfield means to world football. Mm-hmm. Brentford will turn up to play. It's a free hit. If they lose, no one expects them to win. Yeah. Their teams like that become dangerous because actually, in the grand scheme of things, for the rest of their season, that will not be a defining game. No, It's I an agree. opportunity to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes them a little bit more open and we get some chances. Well, we saw it a little bit in the first game against them, uh, didn't we? And where they they just went gung ho, you know, they threw basically threw three men to left wing to triple up on Trent because why not? You know, not because it was part of like a wider tactical. We're going to keep like this. They they had nothing to lose, so they shot the shot, and 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 that's one thing that Liverpool need to contend with because we've got to make sure that we have enough going the other way to try and score without our you know all of our normal goal scoring threat. But we obviously we should still be able to put out a, a, a stronger back five and you know a, a, a good midfield in there. But we had that earlier on in the season. Brentford were able to cause us problems. We've still been leaky when teams have hit us with counter-attack or, again, gone, gone gung-ho at us. I think the first game of Brentford, Brentford never... I don't think they expected to do as well as they did because they sort of played like, this could be the last time we get to play Liverpool in a good while because we could be going back down to the Championship next season. And that's how they played. And they've moved on from that and they're playing pretty good football. Um, I think it'll be the same. I think it'll be... Let's just go and have fun, see what we can do, see if we can damage Liverpool. I've just said about a couple of minutes ago to stay off air that I think over the next couple of weeks, every game for Liverpool is going to be a slog because of the personnel we've got missing. Mm-hmm. So we've just got to get ourselves through it and edge them wins and get them three points yeah. any way we can. Yeah, I mean, there's very much a mentality here where because you've still got Jota and it's vital that we just keep him keep him ticking over as much as possible you can be Liverpool without Liverpool with Salah, Mane, Jota Firmino are a best top best three teams in world football when you start to undercut that you obviously start to lose a little bit of that we've got a 20 goal a season forward there and we've got another 10 to 15 one around there with, with, with Firmino and then plugging bits and pieces around it we're playing Brentford who we know will cause us problems we've got Crystal Palace to come who can cause us problems certainly but we we should, we should, it's you top, you can be a top four and Champions League quality side with just the options that we've got. We just need to make sure that we find a solution, and that's that's what the Liverpool's focus, I think, will be off the back of Arsenal. It will be okay, we had a stay and test, we had to break down a 10 man resolute Arsenal yeah. that didn't offer any attack and intent. Hopefully, that's the kind of thing where that sharpens us a bit, if nothing yeah, yeah. else, yeah, yeah. because I can't see Brentford. Doing that, maybe they will, and maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll adopt that approach. And even if they do, 
we should be better for it for having gone through the trial of, of that Arsenal game. You would think Brentford would be told, go and enjoy yourself, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the occasion, enjoy the fact you're playing at Anfield, which will make those players be a bit more expressive. I think without sort of delving into revisiting the final word, we should learn that it doesn't work playing Jota on the right side of the front three. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we live and we learn, don't we? We go into the next game, we tweak it slightly, and we, we he's our most potent striking force in the club right now. So build the, the rest of the front line around his strengths. The thing with the game for me will be that our strength at the moment is our defence. Brentford's strength at the moment is their attack. Our weakness is our ability to score goals, as we saw against Arsenal. And Brentford's weakness is the fact that they conceded a few. So it's an interesting matchup. Both strengths and weaknesses kind of match each other. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, we talk about their their attack and intent. They are what they are, Ian. They're, they've... I think the 13th in the league at the moment. You know, they, they win, they'll win a game or two, they'll lose a couple of games, they'll, they'll win one. You don't quite know what you're going to get from Brentford. Ivan Tony's their top goal scorer in the league, but he's only got four and 18 so far. So they're not a team that's going to cause us. But I mean, I mean, it's mad to think they don't, they're, they're not exactly a free scoring team, and yet they managed to score quite convincingly about to go against us earlier <laughs> in the season but um, yeah it does it bodes well for us that they are they're on a minus six goal difference for a reason they don't score and the defence isn't super watertight we should have enough to be able to keep them quiet but it's going to be interesting to see whether we've learned any lessons from that first game is there anything that we're, you know the, the analysis where clock goes back and goes this is this is the big reason why we cock that game up. Can it, can we plug that gap and give us a bit of a smoother ride? Um, just mentioned Tony Dan. Tony's like a massive red, isn't he? So he's going to be well up for the game on Sunday. He's going to be wanting to pop one in, one or two in at Anfield on Sunday. Yeah, Ricky Lambert was a massive red yeah, as yeah. well, but you know, you know he's not ever scored. Well, he looked better against us than what he did for us, didn't he? You know what I mean? But, um... <laughs> but what I mean is, sorry, what I'm saying about Ricky is that he had a great time. He had a great time at Anfield. He had a great time at Liverpool. Live the dream. Exactly. If Antonio can come and gain a great deal of satisfaction from just being there, yeah, yeah. you know, I played, I played at Anfield. Great, great fun. <laughs> there was no one there, and there were no stakes whatsoever. You know what I mean? But it was just sometimes it's just nice to be able to go and turn out on the yeah. on the pitch. Hopefully, Tony has one of those. <laughs> so he's I, he's going to be up for it, isn't it? But we should have enough. We as as a being Liverpool, we should have enough to beat Brentford, despite the players we've got missing. Um, hopefully, we'll learn from the game. Our game management will be a little bit better because I think that was. I, I think part of the problem as well against Bradford in the first game was we missed a lot of chances. There were a lot of chances where we could have put space between us and we just didn't take them. Yeah. Which I think, despite the goals that Salah's got this season, the goals we have scored this season, I still don't think we've been as clinical as we could be this season. I do think we've missed quite a few chances in games. Um, but I still, I, I still think we should have enough to go for it. I think maybe we tweak that midfield three, and maybe have a bit more creativity in there. Mm-hmm. I think we need. I think. I think we need to do that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the lineup for Liverpool in, in part two. But just in terms of Brentford's last time out, absolutely annihilated four-one by Southampton uh, at St Mary's, which. I mean, they're actually both very similar in that regard. Like, either of those sides, you'd look at them and go, well, we should be good enough to beat these sides, but both of them are capable of throwing out mad mm. random random results. The thing about it is, I think to, you can contextualise the draw at the time, you know, a bit of a smash and grab from, from yeah. Brentford in the end. And I'm seeing comments, which I, I get, it's hard... We, it's, just, it's so hard to judge where Liverpool are at the moment as yeah, well. Totally. But it's at Anfield... And we have got a little bit of a, a little bit of a point to prove after the disappointment, and and we know it's if if Southampton can go and do that to Brentford, then Liverpool should because as much as we talk about oh woe is us no Mohamed Salah oh woe is us no Sadio Mane Southampton but literally with the exception of when they had Sadio Mane they literally <laughs> don't have those players yeah, yeah. they have to make do and it's possible to it's possible for them to do it so I don't think there's any. There can be no excuses. Games can go, they can go. Well, there'll be a bunch of circumstances to transpire once the game sort of kicks off. But Liverpool should be positive. They should be. There they shouldn't be any mad deviation from the psychology of which the season's been built. Totally. Mm. We'll have to tweak a few things tactically, a few things personnel-wise. But I want Liverpool strolling into this game, you know, or striding into this game, I should say, more accurately, looking to, you know. Put Brentford to the sword. This will be the first game for a while where we will feel, and maybe the players will feel, they need a reaction to a, to a performance. 
So we've played Leicester after knocking them out of the cup. We've played Arsenal after they lost to Nottingham Forest. They've both reacted positively to bad performances and we've kind of had to come up against that. It'd be interesting to see how we react to what happened the other night because we, we, we know it's not what we wanted and they know it's not what we wanted and hopefully the, the, the players can find it within themselves to give us a bit a bit extra on the day. And you're quite right, you know, let's go and we should be good enough. If we bring our quality and our intensity to the game, we will... For all intensive purposes, we'll have too much for them and we'll beat them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gareth Baird was dropped in a super chat uh, in the live chat uh, while, we're, while we're here saying, I think we played well last night, just couldn't finish. Having said that, I'd start with Gordon and Jones in midfield. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, I'll, we'll pick up on that in in a second. We'll go through a couple of comments. And yes, look, we have to we have to address it. And a few people saying yes, I have shaved my beard off. It happens. It does happen periodically. <laughs> but, I, but it was very nice. Um, it was very nice for someone to point out here at the comments. I see why Paul uh, more often than not. Has a beard, thanks. <laughs> um, you know what? It's good to mix things up, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> brilliant. Thank you so much for that one. Um, but yeah, um, you got to, 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 to thank for podcast listeners. We had to clarify that, and yeah, for, for people live on YouTube, you got. I just wanted to cover to cover the elephant in the room, as it were. Um, but yes, thank you so much for that, for, for, for dropping it <laughs> in there. Look, we're going to talk about the Mighty Reds, and we're going to talk about what they do and how they get themselves three points in this game. Um, we're going to take a very short break. I've got a trivia question before we do, though. Uh, what was the score the last time we played Brentford at Anfield? And for some bonus brownie points for you, who scored the goals back after this? Sorry for interrupting your show, but we have our incredible streaming service, Redmen Plus, and we are so proud of the content that we produce. If you like the stuff that we put out for free, please show your support. Join Redmen Plus and get every single episode that we produce directly into your ears in your native podcast app. Just go over to theredmentv.com, sign up, and enjoy even more Redmen content. Um, right, we had some comments about it, so we'll, we'll, we'll get a few here about how Liverpool sort of approached the game. Trig Josh is a, a, one of our um, YouTube members saying, I wonder what formation Klopp is going to go for against Brentford. Will it be an all-out attacking formation? Um, LFC Malta saying Milner was lacklustre yesterday. I would start Curtis next to Fab and Hendo. We'd drop Minamino to have Ox start further up. Um, and Trig Josh also saying, I hope we see Ox in this game. It's... Yeah, look, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because Curtis Jones, I thought Ian was brilliant actually on the left of the. I mean, it was it was a, probably a bit more four two three one by the end, but he's probably one of our better options from that left side. But then we've no shortage of lads who are probably all right from that left hand side. It's someone to play on the right is the main issue. We don't have anyone who's the natural fit, and it, and I also feel a bit sorry for Ox because I think he's been really good in midfield this season. But we don't Henderson's fit, and that's where Ox's best position is. So we're kind of overstocked in a number of areas where we could do with we don't need to be overstocked. It's how we best shuffle things around to get us the best tune up front. And I think I think for the game on Sunday, I think um Josh will go back to his preferred position, which will be the left, hopefully. After last night, um, Firmino down the centre. I, I don't, don't think we get the best out of Ox when he plays wide right. I just don't think. I think you get the best out of him when he's central. Yeah. So it's going to be a choice of. He's a bit part player out there, isn't he? Yeah, you know, like, I think it makes sense, and we saw this in the league winning season. He plays a lot in on the right of a. You know, he's he's a rotational option there. He's not like effective. He doesn't get loads of goals or assists. He's the eleventh man. When you want to make one change and rest, that's when you use him there. But he never was not like he, he wasn't pulling up trees in that position. I mean, I'd love to see both Fox and Jones play on Sunday, but I can only see one of them playing. And I'd, I'd, I'd lean towards Jones because of the way he played last night. I think Jones will get the nod, and I think that would be the right decision. Um, I just feel a little bit sorry for Ox because I think the last couple of months he's played really, really well. He's played him well back into that twelfth position. I say he's like the twelfth man there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it's time to give Curtis Jones his run. I think he I think he'll come in. I'm not sure whether he'll come in for Milner or Henderson. They might they might drop Henderson out and keep him for. 
the semi-final next week. That yeah. might be an option. But I think uh, I think John's coming for either Miller or Henderson. Just to touch on the Henderson stuff, because there's been a bit of negative reaction to his performance in his last couple of performances. Stay. I don't know what's best for him. I don't know whether he just we just need to play him through this, mm. or he's one who, who uh, you know, to Ian's point, are we now at a point where y- 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 is it a is it a fatigue style thing? I don't. I, I really got no idea what, what's the best approach. I can't see a world where the captain doesn't start. Mm. But at the moment, his form. I I, I, I don't think it, look, if if Oxley Chamberlain gets the nod ahead of him, I, I don't think he'd have loads. He, he could he could have loads of complaints because no. he he's not been at the level that he certainly he started the season. At. It's an interesting point, and I don't think Brentford's start of play um, really means too much in regards to our midfield, because I think they'll bypass the midfield and go long quite a bit, so you don't need sort of three uh, determined ball-winning midfielders as such. You probably could get away with playing Jones in there. I, I would be reluctant to play Jones and Oxlade-Chamberlain in there, because we will still need to control the game, and you can't ask the back four to do that. Um, yeah, you're right, uh, with, with, with Henderson. Um that was a shocking injury he had last year. We we really don't know how he feels personally about the, the amount of games he's playing. I don't think Jordan Henderson's a guy that benefits from sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. There's like you say, there's something to be said about playing through bad form and coming out the other side of it. And that doesn't mean I'm making a case to say he's in bad form. He had a patchy game last night where at times he looked really good and at times not so. Mm-hmm. That's normal. That happens with people. I don't think taking him out of the side necessarily is a good thing for him We go back to that intensity and wanting to play every two or three days and I think Henderson epitomises that team spirit in that environment perfectly yeah it's just a, it, it's funny isn't it because one of the big conversations we had on the final word was about like the narrative of things and how goals change those of course they do it's like the most blindingly obvious things to say but I have to say it to follow on the point Minamino takes his chance Jota has a header that he scuffs at the back post a really good chance he doesn't get a connection on either of them go in and we're, none of these things are issues you know we're, 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 we've begun the process of grinding our way through but I, I thought it's, a, it's, it's an interesting point before we carry on the conversation Chris is right for Reminded me, I didn't do the trivia answer. Um, so I'll do it right now before we carry <laughs> on the chat. Where, what was the score the last time we played Brentford at Anfield and who scored? We couldn't get the answer, but I thought it was an FA Cup game. I it, don't think it was that long ago. I don't think it was like 20 years ago or anything like that. But it I was an put... FA Cup game and it was that long ago. Was it? Mm. Wow. I, was, I thought it was 89 last time we won the FA Well, when we won the FA Cup in the final. You are correct. It was in 89. It was on Saturday the 18th of March, 1989. Wow. Uh, we beat them 4-0. 4-0. And the goals were scored by? Barnes. Ian Rush has got to be in there as well. Not him, no, no, Rush, Rush, I don't think Ian Rush even played that Barnes game. Barnes no. Barnes, Beardsley scored two. McMahon. And McMahon scored the other one. Ian Young, wow. From, <laughs> from downtown, from out of nowhere. <laughs> Collaboratively got together there though, lads, well done. <laughs> you, you got the FA Cup thing right. I you gave him, I, that I, it wasn't 89. Well, well, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take the hit for that one. Take the L, <laughs> I'll take the L for that one. <laughs> Sad. Uh, well, yeah, if you got that right, uh, you're an absolute um, football trivia Liverpool savant like Ian Young. Um, so you're <laughs> I always do terrible with the Redman quizzes, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, there's, there's always there's always a mad one where I, I go, ah, yeah, yeah, that does that does mean them. If you want more quizzes, then do head over to our website um, over at Redman Plus over on the RedmanTV.com. Uh, there's a quiz pretty much every day there, which will keep you keep you ticking over. Uh, if as long as you, if you've not fallen down the um, the the Wordle or whatever it's called that's it rabbit yeah. hole Wordle. which I haven't yet which I found my wife we have playing last night we yeah. have we have Cool. He digs me out on it quite often for just guessing it on the second go. <laughs> um, just, uh, I know it's actually on the players who will and won't be available. So what we know right now, Thiago won't be available yet. He started rehab at the start of the week. Uh, Harvey Elliott is getting closer and closer to first-team training, but it'll be too soon for him. Klopp has done his press conference. Divock Origi is close. He's back outside running, but I would imagine this will be too soon. And if you were going to gamble on Origi, You'll be doing everything in your power to oh, get him Arsenal. ready for, for Arsenal yeah. next week because stay he it's just we mentioned it again on the final word. You don't need you only need Divock for the, for fifteen minutes of that game. You just need Divock primed and ready to go on seventy five or eighty minutes because if you need to go and put that game you know get, win that game late then that's 
that's what you need. And then we'll worry about what comes, Crystal Palace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, after Stick that. Stick your arm around him, point him at the pitch, and say, "Go and be divine. Go and be Job divine. done. <laughs> <laughs> Pop one in off the yeah. bar. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, you have to be careful that certainly with Divock in that regard. So I wouldn't imagine they'll rush him back for this one. Um, and yeah, we do know as well, of course, that um, Salamani Keita all ticking along in the Afcon, which is you know fine for them and their careers and their <laughs> happiness and their entire <laughs> nations. But it just makes us low dead here about Liverpool uh, and what they're going to mm. do up top, of course. Um, yeah, the. Uh, I mean, Curtis Jones, I, I can't see how Curtis Jones doesn't come back in for this, Ian. I, I thought he he excelled in that match against Arsenal, really gave us a, a breath of fresh air in terms of our attacking intent. But it will boil down to what, where, where does he best fit what we do? Do you, tr- do you want, is it just a case of straight swap for Milner in midfield and maybe go again, trust the other lads to do the bits and pieces? I, I don't know. It depends what he wants to do. If he just wants to bring the one in, I think he'll come in into midfield. I think if he wants to change it up a bit more and he wants to get auction, I think he might play one of the wire positions. Maybe he'll push um, Jota centrally and maybe start Firmino from the bench and put Curtis wide left. Um, that's always an option. Um Curtis Jones can be very can feel very aggrieved if he doesn't get selected on Sunday. I think he's earned... Chris, shut up! <laughs> I think he's very much earned his yeah. support Sunday. He's earned his place Sunday yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I'm very very excited to see Kerr Jones come back into this team. And, you know, he, he's, had a, he's had a tough old time. He picked up that mad eye injury, um, which kept him out. How and, do you do that? Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's crazy, isn't it? But he's... He, he, again, Ian points out on the final word, he's got, he's, he's got a point to prove. I want to see him go out and prove that because... There's, there's, there's starting place up for grabs for the next few games. Yeah. There's three games of football, you know, in in this month, and then there's going to be an FA Cup fourth round game at the start of February, and then we don't know, and we'll see what the knock on impact of how far the lads go in Afcon. But there's an additional spot up for grabs, particularly for Curtis Jones, because he might be on that left, he might play left wing. He certainly looked a decent option, but from the from the week, so he's one I think where he'll want to go out there and give us all and, and shine, and he's got that. He's got a goal in him as well, as well, which yeah, is something that's worth content worth contending about. He has got that cut inside, open the body up. Um, he's got great, he's got great link up with Andy Robertson down that left hand side. So he will be. I don't think he's going to be a long term option for his left wing. I think he is very much a, mid, a midfielder moving forwards. But yeah, that I'd be I'd be saying to Kate Jones, go on, here's your opportunity, go and grab it. Yeah, and whilst we're sitting talking about that, I'm thinking about tactically putting him in the Catino position where he's not quite up with the front three but he's left side mm-hmm. and the reason why I wouldn't necessarily put him as an unorthodox left winger is Tony will play down the right hand side so a lot of Brentford's threats going to come down their right hand side so you do need a little bit of defensive resilience from the guy playing left midfield um, it's, you're right it's an opportunity for him it's a great opportunity for him he's, he's been frustrated he's been kicking his heels he's wanting to play he's come out and said he felt like he could play felt good enough to play but the medical team said no because of the injury is this opportunity. And you're right, absolutely great chance for him to go and play his way into the team for the next three or four games. You know, we don't know how Mane and Salah will be affected by AFCON. If they go deep into the into the tournament, they might come back and be fatigued. They might need to miss an extra game. Yeah. So, so there's lots of caveats, lots of variables that we have to look at potentially when they come back. Great opportunity for Jones. He's a quality player. He played a lot of his under-23s career on the left side of, of the midfield anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not alien to him. Yeah. Everton will tell you about postage stamp goals, won't they? You know, <laughs> so he's got that in his locker, mate. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, just kind of quickly have a look at the players who will be unavailable potentially for Brentford at the moment. I'm, I'm going to read this list. I don't know a great deal about Brentford. I'm doing the opposition preview a little bit later this afternoon, streaming on Redmen Plus. So if you want to get more insight into Liverpool's opponents this weekend, then do come and join us over there for that. But uh, Joshua De Silva, Matthias Jorgensen. Um, De Silva's ruled out. Jorgensen's got a 25% chance of playing. Rico Henry, 50% chance. Uh, Onyeka is ruled out. David Raya Martin ruled out. Charlie Good ruled out and Julian Genevieve. Uh, Jean Vier. Jean Vier, why not? 
um, or ruled out as well. Uh, people know more than about the Brentford. It's the keeper. It's the, the keeper. keeper problem they've got in their, their keeper has been very good, and he's certainly he's on that list. So hopefully, you know, whilst you don't want players to be injured long term, it'd be nice if he wasn't there. Well, what? Of course, it leads us into one of the great Liverpool cases. Yeah. They all turn up like Manuel Neuer, don't they? The backup goalkeeper having the game of his life yeah. before disappearing. Go well, Nick. They yeah. turn up like prime Neuer, don't they? <laughs> let's just say, let's say it now. We're up top and hope that we can sort of anti-jinx the whole situation. Um, that would be certainly would certainly be quite nice. Um, any other obvious changes? I mean, we talked about the, the. For me, I think if you have to start, I wouldn't shock me to see the same front three start again. I think I don't think any of us would actively choose it, given how well it, how well it performed or didn't against Arsenal. But particularly someone like Minamino, who we, we went quite heavy on him on the final words, and I don't think I don't think it was on you know it was unfair because I thought he had a poor game. But Klopp is a big proponent of saying you were shite in the last game. Go yeah. and not be shite again. Here's all here's all the advice and the tools that you need to learn from that. Now go on, go on and learn from that. And that's what he's good at, isn't it? He doesn't throw players under the bus. Mm-hmm. He's quite happy to give players the opportunity. Right to the wrongs, is, right the wrongs is, <laughs> is, is, is the wrong way to put that. But yeah. to go and show the world that they're better than what they what they showed us in midweek, uh, and you're quite right, you could quite easily go with that. I, I think previous conversations we've had about the league and where it is, whilst we're not sort of toe to toe with Manchester City, we can afford to drop more points. They've got a tough game at the weekend. We we talked about capitalising. So the all these games now become must win games. Yeah. So so the first thing we do is play Jota in his favourable position for me, and then we work out who plays around that. So you stick just keep Bobby central, um, because he'll have a position he'll play better in the deep pockets because of the way Brentford play. But Jota in his favourable position, and then we sort out the third person to play in the front three. That would be how I would approach it. Purely because we we just need to make sure we're good enough to create chances and score goals. We're in an awkward position, and I so I, this is where Klopp and the team end the big books, isn't it? Ian is you don't want to if you if you play the same front three again, and it and you don't score, then it becomes that thing of like repetition and repeating the same mistakes and you know and all that kind of stuff. But there's also a degree where you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because of one game when it was a, it was effectively a brand new front three. Jota's has never played on the right four, as if not if, if nothing else. Minamino has not played lots of footy for us. Firmino's been out for a while, etc. There's a, there is a, just as much of a chance that with a game under its belt, that front three performs better because they're certainly on paper. Well, they're off, they're three of our six. Attacking options. They're the lads who should be starting this game. But if you so if you then don't go with that, then you're telling one of those lads that well, I don't think you're good enough no. to dig yourself out of this hole, and that's then an impact because you still got to get through. We mentioned this before. We've got Arsenal to get through. We have got Palace to get through. We have got Cardiff definitely without having probably all of our you know normal options available to us. So it's going to take some fine management. We want to get more out of it without. But we've got there's, there's, it's deeper than just going. Well, sack him off and lash someone else in because we could. We could just throw Ox in, or we could just throw Curtis Jones in. But you've got to take someone else who's probably going to be needed in the next in the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure Klopp over the next couple of days will be working with Minamino and tell them the things I didn't do right and the spaces he didn't take up right and the things he should have done. Um, that is why Klopp is who he is, and that is why he's, as far as I'm concerned, the best manager in the world. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Minamino was to start on Sunday. I really wouldn't, um, because of the way Klopp is. Klopp, Klopp's f- first eleven is always so hard to predict. Mm-hmm. You, you you just don't know what he's going to do. But it wouldn't surprise me if he had sat sit down with Minamino, put his arm around him, said, "Listen, that performance you gave on Thursday night that wasn't new. That wasn't Minamino. Go out and show me Minamino on Sunday. Go in there, prove the fans right." And, put the fans wrong, go in there, get a goal, and then everything's rosy again. The worst thing we can do right now because of the players we haven't got available is to start doing players' confidences in because these players are going to be needed. They need to think that they're good enough. They need to know that they're good enough. And let's be honest, that is what Klopp's good at. Klopp is good and people know that they are as good as they are and they're needed. Yeah, I mean, just from a personal perspective, it's Firmino's key to this and whether we're prepared to play him out of position he's at that point now where I mean look obviously Rodgers used him on the right mm. 
and it didn't work. You know, no. we've used them left, and we and cops cops use them either side of the three or in the four two three one, etc. She's used them in the ten, and I just it's it's for me. I'm just getting. I'd be putting Josh the centre forward and just say, look, he's our he's our main goal threat. Let's just put him there, and you can always tweak it and move it later on. <clears throat> Firmino naturally floats around. The only thing is though, if you put when we put Firmino wide, you've stripped all your pace out from that side. Yeah. And do you then need to counterbalance that with probably probably Ox then? So I'd maybe consider putting Firmino on the left and put Ox on the right, just so you've got someone who can stretch it a little bit if needs be. The other option we haven't really talked about is Kate Gordon. I he's the only natural fit fit player in the squad, isn't he? You know, he's a left footer, he plays from that right hand side. He took his goal really well yeah, against Brentford, but the concern is a again psychologically what you say to the lads that you're what you're saying to Ox and Kurt and to Otaki or whatever if you're not using them, it puts a lot of pressure on a young lad's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And Klopp referenced it in his press conference through the week. There's a reason why he's not been as involved because he came in, he was good, and then he struggled for a bit. He's only just 17. We have to be very careful with how we manage a young player because if you put him in and he does struggle, you maybe run the risk of hampering his progress a little bit. Totally. And we've seen it with Tyler Morton. You know, he came in and made an impact. Then he had two games where he struggled. I think he would recognise that too. And he got pulled up, taken off shortly into the second half and we made changes that didn't include him. So you do have to be careful where you play these young lads. We have a game to win. Take the sentiment out of it and the fact that Klopp is, is a great man manager. There are points on offer, and the first thing we need to do is make sure we secure the points. And he's very good at that too. So, so, so essentially, he's going to look at things that you said. Where do you play Bobby? Do you play? Do you almost go with a four-two-three-one and play Bobby and and Jota central? Mm-hmm. Play Curtis on the left and Ox on the right. That gives you a little bit of a different dynamic, a little bit more balance, mm-hmm. um, because you'll, you'll get Ox doing what we want Ox to do, which is pick the ball up and run at people because he's one of the best at that. It's it's interesting to know where this is going to go, and Ian makes the point. Klopp is very clever at keeping you guessing. Yeah, none of us can sit here and, and week on week pick the team. We've tried, and it doesn't work. Yeah, and this is the thing: it, if Liverpool are experimenting, look, all football's about experiment. You make you do things, you learn from your mistakes, and when you've got players of the caliber that Liverpool have got, you're going you're going to play them because we had this chat about should Minamino have played more, and I, probably, but also how you turn around and telling Salah, Mane. Jota, who will definitely score goals and perfectly suit your system that they're not going to play. When Firmino's coming back in uh, as well, it's just going to be interesting to know whether Arsenal is now. Uh, Arsenal is a must-win game on Thursday. They're all must-win games, but this is like you know you can. If, 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 if we're saying the title's been conceded, and we'll have a chat about that in a second, then. Arsenal is a guaranteed must win because you need to win that to get to get to the final, and it is. We'll we'll just see whether there's if he feels that that front three is the best chance he has of scoring goals. Then is it's all just going to be about making getting that getting another game under the belt for those for those lads. So I think we might I could see a few eyebrows raised at the starting eleven again this weekend. But we'll we'll be we, and we're not going to be able to judge it until the full time whistle, and then we're not going to be able to judge it until the full time whistle on Thursday. So it's a yeah, it's an awkward set of circumstances. But just lastly, in before we look at the other fixtures, okay, Gordon, would you would you just chuck him in because I wouldn't start him, but I think he's a good option to have on the bench, especially if it's not working out on that right hand side, because then he can then come in and then. But yeah. is that not more? Is that not a wor- almost a worse kind yeah, of pressure? Because if you're if you're like oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> and you're saying our our hopes, out our, problems. Exa- our hopes hinge on you, seventeen year old boy. Um, hey, listen, he might absolutely flourish in those circumstances, but I don't know that that's how Klopp's management style fits. Is the only caveat. I, I, you that know what comes to think, but I think I think if he I think he either starts or he doesn't be involved. I think that's probably I think you're probably right there. Um, I just think. They're a very physical side as well, aren't they, Brentford? And that's yeah. my problem with K Gordon. It only takes only takes for the first thirty seconds one of them to just wipe him out and then his confidence has gone for the rest of the game. So maybe this has just come a little bit too early for them. Yeah. And maybe it's the wrong type of team to play against. If it was a team maybe a Brighton who played the ball a bit more and a little less physical, maybe they could come in for somewhere like them. I just think Brentford might be a little bit 
tough for him. He feels like that option where if you've got this game in hand and you're comfortably winning, bring him on and give him some more minutes because mm. I think that Cardiff game has got Kay Gordon written all over it. Yeah. And if you can so if you if you can play yourself into a position where you can get him a few more minutes so he's more ready for that match, then that, that bodes really well. But at the moment I'm not I, I wouldn't shock me to see well you've got Ox again. you've got Ox, you've got Joe's, you've even got Nico Williams. A random mad one, but if you're looking for someone and they will never do this in a million years, by the way. But like everyone's talking about why don't we play Shimmercast left wing? No, why don't we play Shimmercast right wing? Because we need someone with a left foot to play in, in, inverted or Rob, whatever. Do something do something wild. It's it feels a bit we're entering into silly Hail Mary territory, you know, uh, with with the Kate Gordon stuff. If he's ready, he's ready, and he might prove prove this all wrong, and I hope he does, because that's football. But at the moment, we don't know until we see him do it's, those things. It's like what you just said. Bring him on when we're winning games. You look at how um, Foden was introduced to Manchester City. They were two and three, and up, and they bring him on. They'd get the fourth goal, come off there feeling a million dollars. Yeah, the way he was handled in terms of his development is an example of how we should handle Cade Gordon. For me, he's got a bit of swag. He's got a bit of confidence. He's seventeen years old. He's playing in. The, he's in the first team squad at Liverpool. If that doesn't make you feel a million dollars, I don't know what does. But equally, you know, as Ian says, the left back cleans him out early doors and he doesn't fancy it. Mm-hmm. You, you would hope he's got a bit more about him. But first and foremost, get the game won. If we're 3 0 up with an hour gone, bring him on for half an hour, give him a further taste of Anfield, give him a, a Premier League game. Give it. You can't hide these kids from physical teams, but, but there's a time and a place to do it. There's. Just looking at the fixtures then around the Premier League for this weekend. It kicks off uh, tonight. We're doing this on a Friday. So tonight, 8pm kickoff, Brighton versus Crystal Palace, whatever. Um, City Chelsea is the big one, isn't it? In 12.30 on Saturday. And that's another thing that we haven't really kind of contended with yet. There's a big old gap between that game and our game. And it's, I mean, I'm going to try my best to ignore it, I think, because... there's a, there's an ideal outcome there, and that's City losing. To be perfectly honest, because someone needs to rein Manchester City in. I don't expect that from Chelsea, so I'm gonna. Because so if I do it, I'm just gonna end up miserable. I think because City yeah. could easily do what they did to them, you know, earlier on in the season and just win, you know. Um, but that's the one where. It, that's an added pressure on the Brentford game potentially because I mean maybe it freezes up a little bit because if City just if City just win that. Then I think there's a degree to which you go. It's not. It's none of our business. But if Chelsea managed to take points off Man City, then it all of a sudden very much becomes our business. Um, I don't know how I'll feel walking into Anfield in a world where you know we've got the potential to close the gap without the game in hand or playing Man City. But we'll have to cross that bridge. I said earlier a few weeks back when I was when I was on the show that I don't think City are as invincible as people think. Mm-hmm. When they can see the goal, they struggle to get it back, and I can st- that could still happen. And I still, th- I'm not saying they're going to drop all them eleven points. I'm not saying I'm expecting it to happen, but it can happen. I'm not throwing the towel in yet. It's only, it's still only January. They've got to start playing the Champions League games yet, and the Champions League will be their focus. Mm-hmm. I still think that that is the big one that they want to win, and that is where we've got to make sure that we're ready if that happens. All right, it'd be gutting for them to carry on winning and us to drop points and the gap be massive. But what would be more gutting is for them to drop points and us not to take advantage. Yeah. That would be absolutely and, heartbreaking. And that's been a bit of the story of the season so far, hasn't it? Is we haven't been that crushing machine that we were when we yeah. won it, where we just relentlessly won games of football. We've had little windows of opportunity and haven't been able to capitalise on them. As far as I'm concerned, though, and we had a chat about this again on the final word, is that... <laughs> We need to just, and it's, I'm just talking this purely from a fan perspective. There's a degree to which we need to put our blinkers on for the next three, three or four weeks and ignore all this other stuff that kind of goes on around because we need to be myopic. Liverpool's mission now, without the Afcon lads, is to grind, yeah. grind, grind, grind. And if we if we can just get our heads down and dig away, we might find ourselves in the first week, at the end of the first week of February or the middle of February when football Premier League footy comes back. Where with the gap, we've we've managed to reduce the gap to City, and it's on. But it's at the moment now. The gap is what it is. City should be none of our concern. Our concern is is us and just grind, grind Brentford, grind Arsenal, grind Palace, grind Cardiff, and get our heads up and like and, and have Mo Salah come in with the table and go, oh lads, have you seen where yeah. <laughs> have you seen where he's at? Right, come on, let's go, let's go and win, win, win. 
And that that's brilliant to have that ideology. But you know yourself, if Chelsea get results against City, that's not the way the world looks at football. No, We're suddenly not. going, right, so if we beat Brentford... And then we win our game in hand and then we beat City. Well, there's nine points off that 11-point gap, so a game on. And unfortunately, human nature is to do that. It's really difficult to sort yeah. of pigeonhole where we are right now. and Particularly because social media yeah. exists. Well, yeah, and, and, and Klopp says he doesn't even look at the league table, but I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that because we're, we're a target-driven club and we need to get to a certain point each season. Mm-hmm. But in a perfect world, that's what we would do. Grind, 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 open the door. The lads come back from Africa on happy days, boys, like you say. Um... Mo walks in with his never give up t-shirt on and we go again. <laughs> it's it's one of those situations, yeah. isn't it? But And a new contract, we, hopefully, under his arm. That'd be good. <laughs> I think that's a done deal. But that's a separate conversation, yeah. isn't it? But you wouldn't be the owners who watch the best player in the world walk away for free. You just couldn't do that, could yeah. you? Um, so there needs to be a bit of perspective there. But, but you know, let's, let's do what we need to do. Take care of our own business. Yeah. And if things around us fall apart for the teams, great. If yeah. they don't, we can't affect that. Absolutely. And this is, this is the point. Liverpool, let's be honest, Liverpool will deal with it how Liverpool deal with it because they are elite sports people with elite sports and, and psychologists and sports and people, an elite surrounding. We do not. None of us are elite in many <laughs> in most aspects of our lives. I think it's all fair. We can all admit that. At home, you can all admit that. We're not elite. We have just got to find a way to manage our way psychologically through the the, the thorny mire that we're, that we're entering into right now. We all knew this was going to be difficult regardless. And we can sit here and we can go, owners should have done this, owners should have done that, management should have done this and that. The the decision was made in the summer. You, You live and die by the decisions that you make. We've had seasons where worse things have been, worse, seemingly worse decisions have been made, and we've had more positive outcomes off the back of it. So you can't get too tied down it, but this is my point, and we talked about this a lot, is... We don't want to hate to talk too much about the, 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 the social media side of things and all that, but it's a cesspit at the best of times. Liverpool again. We we we've just got to stay on side because particularly if we go in the game or or you know we're, we're interacting, we're responsible for our own happiness <laughs> um, outside of it. And if it's getting too much, then we need to make sure that we find ways to keep ourselves on a level playing field. Because in this is not going to be four games of the brilliant scintillating free score mm-hmm. and Liverpool that we've had in this season so far. Thank God social media wasn't around in the early 90s. Cause, uh, or the mid-noughties, uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Stand for half-time, mate, we'd have broke the internet, wouldn't we? No, absolutely. January's never a good time for Liverpool supporters anyway, because they always want big signs coming in January. They never come in, so they're negative. They're throwing whatever's going on with Salah. So, at the moment, Liverpool Twitter's not a great place to be. When Jordan Henderson stands in front of a camera and he says to him, can you catch City or whoever's at the top? And he goes, we just take one game at a time. And we all go, he doesn't take it. He, he doesn't really think that. He genuinely does. He does. Like, it's, it's hilarious, by the way. Just sorry to interject, but like I have literally been told this by the manager. <laughs> I've been told it by Trent. I've been told it by other players. They're like, it's almost annoying <laughs> how much <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about what, what, what comes and what comes. But you're right, that's, that's the mentality that exists. And that's what's good. And, we, and our, our mentality has to be now, how are we going to get the points from that game? Then when that game's over, how are we going to get the points? There's no point looking ahead because... You're just going to burn your own head out. And the mission here, and again, should Liverpool have gone and bought, should Liverpool have gone and upgraded on what they had? Because you can't buy any more players because we've got we've got our we've got our full contingent of players. They locked the squad off. That's what we've got. We've got six options for three positions in attack plus seven if you count Kate Gordon, eight if you count Harvey Elliott if he hasn't been injured. Liverpool have got enough players, and they've genuinely speaking got. Enough quality. They've certainly got more quality in the squad than they've ever had under Jurgen Klopp, which is why I think it's and maybe that's that's led to them not quite. I don't know. Maybe they've settled because of that. Maybe they've been blinded to it because, by comparison to, I've done this. I did a video on this not too long ago. You know, in years gone by, our our fifth and sixth choice forwards was like Rian Brewster was our sixth choice forwards, mm. and he'd never scored a goal for Liverpool. And he, he, he that, that season he got on the bench twice, didn't yeah. play a minute of football for us. This season, our sixth choice forward is Takumi Minamino, who's got five in five or four in four in the in the league cup. He's got he's got. The squad options are okay to the point. There's nothing we can do about this now. Even if we bought someone today, they'd have to be some someone exceptional to be able to make any kind of positive impact. So what we've got to do is, 
you know, and it's annoying because it's out of our hands, put a bit of faith in. The mission now is Takumi Minamino, Roberto Firmino, Diogo Jota, and anyone else who's been given the, the task here is, they, is to go and and go and do something. Go and make yourself a hero for Liverpool because our, our, the heroes, the poster boys, not there. Yeah. Someone else has got to step up and what Liverpool has got is an incredible track record of in trying circumstances of making new heroes rise up. If they don't, the season's fucked. So they either will they either will or we'll have another really dire undercut season. I, I I tend to hope it'll be the, the, the better. So if you follow back what you've just said, you come to one reason why that works, and that's the manager. So what we're going to need is, and he's classic at this, is 115% performances out of the players where the drop-off is clear in terms of the skill set and, mm -hmm. and the attributes and what they do with the system. So we need we need Taku to, to take midweek game under his wing and go, that's not me, and I'll show you. Yep. Put me in the team on Saturday, boss, and I'll show you. You need... Origi, when he's fit to come in and say, do you know what, I'm in the last six months of my, my deal here, whether you give me a new contract or not, I've got to show somebody out there what I'm about. Mm -hmm. So it's about elevating those guys. Klopp was magnificent in the first two years of getting 120% out of players every game for months. Yeah, who were ultimately not yeah. good enough yeah. to play for, yeah, exactly play for Liverpool. Right. That's, the, that's where he's got to go with these players. He's got to tap into that, that attitude and that mentality and that demeanour. And I'm saying, I'm saying to these, and it's a, it's a, it's a common message that I would use, and it would probably be very tired on the players by now because I've said it quite a lot. But I, you know, you look up the Brentfords and you got Crystal Palace and some of these teams, two things. There's a, there's a semi-final place up for grabs there. If you go and put it, if you go, if you go and do everything in training, do everything on the match, make yourself undroppable or make yourself pickable for that that Thursday game. But also, I'm saying, look, lads, if you want to have a career at the top end of football then you need to go and prove that you're worthy of playing for this football club because there's your alternative. There's, there's loads of games available for Brentford and Palace and your Brightons and your, I mean, West Ham are on an upturn of form at the moment, but you need, there's, there's tons of these football clubs. You might be, are you are you a, an okay Premier League footballer or are you deserving of being in one of the best football clubs on the planet? There you go. There's 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 another another chance for you to go and prove it. Well, that's the question they've got to ask themselves, and they're going to go. Listen, if you're not going to be at Liverpool, where are you going to go? Where, where do you want to be? I mean, are you, you better than Brentford's? Exactly. Or is this is this your level? And you and the other question you've got to ask you you, you look at what happened what's happened to Aston Villa this week where Coutinho who thought he was one of the best players in the world went and went to Barcelona, and it didn't quite work out for them. So what is going to happen if? Minamino, he's not going to go to Barcelona. So where's his career going to go once he leaves Liverpool? This is the perfect opportunity for these players now to go and prove themselves now. And this is something we've been crying out for the past two months. Is hopefully these players are going to stand up and show them that they are Liverpool. Show us that they are Liverpool worthy. I'm sure they are because listen. Jürgen Klopp spends day after day after them with training and he sees a lot more of Minamino than I does. He sees a lot more of Origi than I, than, than I ever will. He knows what he's putting and he'll, he knows what players are going to go out and run through a brick wall for them and are going to turn on the star when it's needed. And he believes in all every one of those players. He believes in them absolutely, unequivocally, absolutely believes in them. And the question to them is, do you believe in yourself? Yeah, I guarantee if he didn't believe in them, he might come across as Mr. Nice Klopp and hugging people and that, but if, he weren't, if they weren't good enough, they would not be at Liverpool. Yeah, and, and look, again, we, 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 we often feel a bit down in the dumps about things, and I think there's a psychological conditioning. Two, there's two actually approaches. that we, we are, being a bit older, remember when it was crap. Yeah, like our Liverpool, maybe slightly less for you, Steve, with the greatest of respect. But you remember slightly I, more of the, of the better. Fucking awesome, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Whereas Ian and I very much grew up in the in the period where Liverpool had to live in the shadow of all the great things that happened in the eighties, and we were just a bit of a cup side and whatever. So I, there's a psychological condition where it's like, oh, we can when it's got when you've had a couple of bad results and you and you feel this sense of like, oh no, because we always feel down dumps when Liverpool don't win, but it feels like. I'm reminded of that was just because we were just generally a bit crap. Whereas, of course, now when we should remember if we're going to turn it round and, and find a way to make it work, there's never been a better chance of doing that than the current setup that Liverpool have got. And, you know, the, the, the coaching team that's being constructed, of course, the manager in there, all the things that were going along with it. We finished third with, without, without any recognised Premier League well, Champions League certainly quality centre-halves. We should be able to find a way to get through a couple of games, you know, before the big lads come back and then hopefully just push on from there. But we'll, we'll have to see on that. Um, let's have a score prediction. 
Ian, all the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2-1 Liverpool. Okay. Steve? I think it's got 1-0 written all over it. Yeah, I agree. Maybe a 2 0 if we get the first goal early yeah. enough. Um, I think I don't think I can't see this being a comfortable afternoon by any stretch because as we saw in the game uh, in the away game, they'll just throw the kitchen sink at us. If the game if their game if the game's in touching distance with fifteen minutes to go, they'll go. Who's asked? Uh, it's worth us losing two or three nil to get out a chance of drawing or have a chance of winning. So it's gonna. Be, I think it'll be a nervy a, a nervy old afternoon. But my hope is. We've got a great, we've got a great back five there. We should be able to put a, str- a very strong midfield out. We should be capable, hmm, <laughs> touch wood, of keeping a clean sheet. It's just can we find enough there to Some get the goals that we to need? Close down, remember on the edge of the box, mate. We don't yes, have another one of them, do we? Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lesson learned there. Eh? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's it. I think surely that'll be in the analysis, <laughs> like you think, right? Um, get on in for being <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. Come on, we should be able. To, fingers crossed, we should be able to do this anyway. And as I say, look, it is it is what it is. Sometimes it's brilliant, and sometimes it's slightly less than brilliant. But what is brilliant, generally speaking, is being a Liverpool fan. I think we can all agree that. Um, so yeah, hopefully the good times do continue in the next couple of games. Uh, yeah, three big games of football coming up uh, in the next week or so, and we'll have a much clearer picture of what Liverpool's season's likely to look like at the end of them. Don't worry, we have got you covered on all aspects of that. We have got the opposition preview coming. If you want to know more about Brentford, then do check. That that out over on Redmen Plus this afternoon. Uh, we are going to have instant match reactions after the game. We've got the final words after every game. We have got the Around the League show talking about the rest of the Premier League stuff that goes out on a Monday. Debate show on a Wednesday. Jano Insight with Neil Jones uh, tends to be on a Thursday as well. And again, documentaries, features and interviews. You want to know more about the murals around the Anfield area. If you've never been to Anfield and you want to really feel closer to that and get a closer look at all and get some more details on it, our uh, mural guide is coming out at the end of January on Redmen Plus exclusively so yeah perfect time to join up and what we said as well at the top at the start of the show if you're feeling a bit down the dumps listen we created red men when well Rafford had just been sacked right yeah we had uh, Hicks and Gillette in charge and we had Roy Hodgson take the hot seat who brought in Paul Koncheski and Christian Poulsen um, and we had Joe Cole as our star signing we were fucking shite <laughs> and everything was rubbish and we ended up like Fernando Torres wants to leave Mascarano wants to leave the best midfield in the world got off from us all of our best players were all ageing a lot more ageing than you think the best players are now if anyone feels that needs refreshing my words my words um so yeah, we were created to make us to try and find a way to get through together as fans to talk about all the negatives, which we do at length when they happen, but also to try and find the positives and make sure that everyone feels a little bit happier in life because there's nothing worse than Liverpool losing for your mood because it doesn't matter how good you are, it does ruin your mood, but we've got you covered and that's what Redmen TV on YouTube, on Twitter, on podcasts and of course even more so on Redmen Plus is all about. So yeah, if you need to feel better, if you need to get some sort of cathartic experience to help you get through it, these lads are feeling well better they have absolute cobs on when they walk in but you feel like, yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, do go and check out the final word show if you want to feel a bit better about uh, Liverpool's situation and beyond as well other than that thank you so much for watching the uh, or listening to the build up show uh, we'll be back with a, a watch along at the weekend and I'll be at Anfield with an Anfield reaction as well hope to see it over there ta